0: Hello. Hello. How are you, Simon? I'm very well. Thank you,
1: Bruce. How are you? I'm excellent. I'm in top hole condition. Thank you very much. Top hole.
0: Top Glad hole. Glad to hear it. Not, <laughs> uh, not any other level of hole. No other hole, just top. the top one. Brilliant. Glad to hear it. And hello, listeners. I hello, hope you. you're all well. Nice to hear you again. No, nice well, to hear us again. Yes. Nice yes. to be heard. Nice to be heard. <laughs> <laughs> um, if this is your first time tuning in, hello. Welcome to factorially. we've been practicing that we have <laughs> um my name's simon wells and i'm a voiceover artist my name's bruce fielding and i'm a voiceover artist so that's kind of established the plot of the whole thing <laughs> <laughs> no um, it did not not that mean what we are is nothing to do with who we are oh that's deep bruce i know and who we are are two people who are actually talking about facts on yes. a podcast indeed we like facts, we like uh, useless trivia, we like knowledge, we both attend pub quizzes on a regular basis, and uh, we are both that person who stands there in the pub and goes, oh, did you know that reminds me of an At- interesting thing, et etc. et
1: cetera. You see, you do that, I go, actually, I think you'll find you're
0: wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I try to be more diplomatic about it. Um, so here we are, we, we get together uh regularly and we find a particular subject apropos of nothing uh, you, it, it could be as mundane as cucumbers our first episode was on cucumbers Yes, it might be something a bit more meaty but we we go away we research we come back we chat we haven't done one on meat sorry we haven't done one on meat oh no would that alienate the vegan listenership probably would let's not do that then not to weigh that up no. <laughs> so what day of the week are we doing this one on simon what day of the week? Oh, I can see there's a, there's a thing. There's a wry smile on your face. Um, would this be coming out on Thursday? It could, or Freya's Day,
1: oh. or Moan's Day, or Woden's Day. Any of those days. Any of those days. Because we're talking about Vikings today. We are. We and are they're gods. Five out of seven days are named after Viking gods.
0: Really? Hmm. That's quite a few, isn't it?
1: Yeah. I mean there's you know the romans get their saturn in on saturday sure <laughs> and everybody gets their sunday in on their sunday on sunday yes
0: but the rest are, yeah, attributable the rest are to the vikings yeah absolutely brilliant i feel the need to start off with identifying what is a viking because we all know what a viking is right we we picture a, 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 a either a blonde or red-headed fella from norway Big, menacing, threatening, angry, unkempt, wearing a helmet with horns sticking out of it, plundering and pillaging everywhere they went. And, and that is precisely what everyone will think of when they think of a Viking.
1: Yeah. T- t- turns
0: out that's not what it is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's partly what it is. Okay. Should we take those one at a time then?
0: Yeah, go on then. <laughs> Where okay. do you want to
1: start? Well, look, well, let- let's start with the biggie. Horned helmets.
0: Okay. Horned helmets.
1: Uh-uh. Nope. No horned helmets. Never happened. Never happened. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't make. Sense. If you think about it, if you've got a horn on your helmet, it gives. In it, somebody's coming down with their sword on your head, it actually stops the sword from sliding off the side of your head, which is what a helmet's there for—is to stop the. Yes. Is—is is, is to make the, the the sword slide off.
0: Actually, gives it more grip, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. <laughs> so it's the, not a not a practical. Battle. No logic. They did have the nose bits, though. The the nose yes. def-
0: the nose defending bits. Yes. Yes. So this um. I, I found out there is actually one particular uh, event that led rise to the idea of Vikings wearing horned helmets. Um, and this was in the 19th century. Uh, Richard Wagner created a, a series of operas. Oh, yes. Based around the Norse sagas, which um, were, were written by various Norse folk to sort of tell their, their histories and their chronicles for future generations. And he wrote these operas based on that. His costume designer, a fellow called Karl Doppler, simply said, Hey, wouldn't it look cool if we put horns on these helmets for our Vikings in this opera? Was Doppler
1: um, the guy who started
0: to go, no. Yeah, that's the fella. We need more horns. And I love the fact that so many of our listeners will understand that because they're <laughs> yes. that kind of person. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yes, it's totally attributable to these two fellas doing an opera, having horns on their helmets, and everyone just sort of latched onto it and went, yeah, that's, that's what a Viking looks like.
1: Yeah, there, were, there,
0: there was a religious
1: sect that had horns on the inside of their of their head, headgear, but I think that's something else entirely.
0: <laughs> that's very odd. <laughs> um, these things always bring me back to a Blackadder quote of some kind or other, uh, testing my memory. Um, there hasn't been a war run this badly since Olaf the Hairy ordered 80,000 helmets with the horns on the inside.
1: The, the gods were a big deal as far as the Vikings were concerned. Sure. They they, um, they, they basically ruled everything. And, and the gods didn't care about you, which I quite like the idea of. You know, it's like <laughs> they were just much, much more like
0: self-obsessed. Yes. Very distant. My knowledge pretty much extends as far as Thor and Loki in the Marvel movies.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but And then Odin as well. And Odin, their dad. Yeah, of course, Odin, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Uh, or Wod- Woden, as yeah. he's also known, hence Wednesday. Um, so the, the, the story goes that, that um, Odin or Woden um, found two pieces of wood and right. just formed them into people. Oh, right. And the first, the first man and the first woman were created by, by Woden. Right. Interestingly, the first name of those, of those people were Ask and Embla. So A and E. Adam oh, and very Eve. Very similar to Adam and Eve. Yes.
0: Interesting. So
1: I think Adam and Eve may have been appropriated from the A and E
0: so to speak from A&E one rushes into A&E with a couple of pieces of wood (laughs) Yes, I (laughs) need children (laughs) why were they called
1: Vikings? Were, were, were the Vikings a nation?
0: right so that's this is kind of where this topic suddenly gets really big because like I said right at the front I've always associated Vikings as being people from Norway and that's what they are The word Viking doesn't speak of a nation. It speaks of a type of person. It talks Um, of a pirate. It talks of a pirate, a raider, an invader, someone who comes from a place via a boat to another place.
1: So that's what Viking means. Viking basically means raider on a boat.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's what it came to mean by the Middle Ages. Um, Originally, there there are a couple of theories as to to where the word Viking comes from. Um, There was an old Norse word uh vik v-i-k meaning a a creek or a river or an inlet and and, you know they they had boats they often invaded places through watery inlets or there's another word wick uh, meaning settlement which you get in english place names like hampton wick and and places like that um and they had a tendency to invade places and then settle very very firmly so you know put those two of origins together and you could possibly end up with a viking or a wiking or a Wiking or, or whatever but by the middle ages everyone's perception of these people was that they were pirates raiders invaders so that's what the word viking sort of ended up becoming but it, it doesn't speak of a particular nation they were from all over scandinavia greenland norway iceland wherever you know that that whole sort of area they could have come from anywhere it doesn't mean that they are of a particular nationality so that idea of a a red-headed um Norwegian yes you would have had Norwegian Vikings but you would have had Danish Vikings you would have had Scandinavian Vikings and they didn't have one king did they they
1: were they were all ruled by their sort of the local headsman would be the person who looked after a village or a a Mm. small area yeah and they were tribal yeah, there, there, there wasn't like one nation of Vikings. It was no. like, occasionally they'd get together and have a
0: little party somewhere. <laughs> We're going to get together for the annual Viking party. <laughs> Raiding party. I've just offended any Scandinavians. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that.
1: <laughs> but you talked about redheads. I think of them as blondes, generally. Oh, really? I, think, I think of Vikings as like this long flowing blonde hair. Right. A four like like character yeah and and they did they were blonde although some of them were brunettes who dyed their hair (laughs) really (laughs) yeah (laughs) just for effect well blonde hair was seen as as attractive so they used a a thing called lye like a soap okay that that actually bleaches your hair so they so they would bleach their hair and sometimes their beards as well and eyebrows and i don't know about any other parts of their body but generally they would uh, bleach their hair blonde. So they would be mm. bleach blonde Vikings. And you talked oh. about them being big as well. They they had a much better diet than the rest of Europe. Mm. They were living on, you know, very healthy things like fish mm. and uh, vegetables. And in fact, they were not that many of them were raiders. Most of them were farmers. Mm. And they grew um, grains, you know, wheat, rye, mm. barley, that sort of thing. Mm. And so they had actually a quite a good diet. Mm-hmm. Which meant that they were significantly taller than the rest of the people in Europe. I mean, their oh, average height was about five six, which right. is, I mean, that's that's a big Viking. <laughs> <laughs> but when everybody else is like five two, five three, it, it, it is quite big. So um, they were. They may not have been blonde, but they looked blonde. Um, they were big, but not that big. Right. So they dyed the hair. They eat well. They like jewellery. Yes. Very much like jewellery. Yes. They, 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 they were very, very good and very creative at making the most beautiful jewellery,
0: mm. which you can see in some museums. Yeah, and, and they really looked after their appearance, didn't they? You know, there are lots of um, uh, archaeological finds you know, of, of, of really sort of delicately made, intricate combs and brushes and And things are getting scissors out. And, <laughs> uh, I didn't know about that one. Viking <laughs> cotton
1: buds, Bruce. Yes, Viking um, cotton buds. Yeah. Although a little, generally a little spoon to kind of help. Yeah. They also um, they they but bathed weekly, which in that at that time right. it, it was like seven seven fifty A.D. to eleven hundred yeah. A.D. People did not bath. No. Either no. at all or very very seldom.
0: Yes. So weekly. Wow. God, they would have been the cleanest people around. They were pretty much the cleanest, freshest, blondest people in Europe. So when these people sort of come and invade a. Uh, a, a lonely little settlement in, a, in another country, you can imagine that it would make quite an impressive first impact. Yeah. Like, I can't smell them coming. Well, <laughs> I can see their shiny blonde beards a mile away.
1: But, uh, we, we're alluding to the fact that, you know, when a Viking raid happened on a, on a on a village, there'd always be this sort of like rape and pillage and things going on. Yeah a lot of the women didn't need much encouragement to go off with these uh, these like blonde okay. muscled rowers to okay. sort of go off to back back to a lifestyle where they actually had power yeah because one of the interesting things about vikings is that the women had as much power as the men yes i read that women could own property which in the rest of europe they couldn't at that time mm-hmm. they could get divorced mhm for lots of reasons. I mean, so many reasons. If their husbands were away too much, if they were in- unfaithful, oh. if they showed too much chest hair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> really?
1: There were a lot of reasons why women could get divorced. And when they got divorced, they could claim back the dowry
0: oh, man, from the husband. incredibly forward-thinking for Oh the Yeah,
1: yeah absolutely. Wow. And they could claim maintenance off their ex-husbands. Really? So there was, you know, women were very much empowered. Also, they could be warriors. Mm, mm. You know they weren't just left at home. If if they wanted to fight, they could go and fight if they felt like it. Brilliant. Very much an equal community. Yeah. And obviously, you know, when it comes to the gods as well, you know, the female gods were just as powerful as the male gods. There's there's a wonderful the the, the goddess of love uh, Mm. is called Freya, and she was the goddess of the sky as well, Mm. and she used to ride across the sky in a chariot pulled by cats.
0: Cats. (laughs) Cats. Just cats. Just cats. Well, that's cute, isn't it? It is. What a menacing sound, just hearing, hearing hundreds of little <laughs> Yes, yeah, or purring meow. in the distance. Coming into battle. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose it could lull the enemy into a full sense of security,
1: couldn't it? But isn't also, it? I mean, getting killed in battle was, a, was something that was actually quite honourable to do. Yes. And when you were killed in battle, you were carried off to Valhalla, yes, which is this wonderful hall of, of, of the gods, yes. uh, by the Valkyrie, who are, again, women. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. Who were there to look after you and make sure that you got to the,
0: the afterlife safely. The Vikings had quite a reach. I mean, they, they, they do have this reputation for plundering, pillaging, you know, completely conquering places everywhere they went. It, it, was, it was just that kind of era, wasn't it? You know, lots of people were doing this, you know. E- yes. even Even within Britain, you had different areas and, and different regions battling with each other the whole time you know, conquering and taking stuff. So they weren't unique in that. But um, what they were good at was going to a place, putting up a jolly good fight, and then settling there and sticking their ground and making their own settlements. So yes, you had this very intense period of of fighting and ransacking and so on and so on. Uh, Ransacking, incidentally, Viking word. Um, But then they settled. And they got into agriculture and they they blended themselves into the local community and they really really settled down so by the the 800s there were lots and lots of settlements of of viking folk just in in this country alone um but they were really prolific they they got a lot further than <laughs> i realized i sort of think of, of vikings here you know, just about getting to england and then kind of stopping but they went everywhere they they got to north africa they got to the middle east and, of course, they got to North America. Yes. And uh, there's a chap, that obviously there are endless debates as to who discovered America, not including the Native Americans who were clearly there first, um, but a, a, a chap called um, Leif Erikson from Greenland got to North America a good 500 years before Christopher Columbus or Amerigo Vespucci or, or any of those people um, and made a little settlement in, in what he called Vinland, which is now Newfoundland. Yes. Um, so they got everywhere. They went all over the and shop. And that was 500 years before Columbus. Yeah, 500 years before, in a, in a wooden longboat. It's quite a distance as that well, is, isn't it,
1: really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they really must have known how to sail those things. I mean, they, they knew how to build them as well. I mean, they, they built longships really, really well. Mm. Um, yeah, c- coming back to where they got to, um, mm. One of the places, we don't really think about it being somewhere where the northern men would settle. Mm. If you think about, and, and you know, a lot of the places, they, they ended in D-Y as well. Uh, that meant a, a town or a place. Okay. So if you think of a place where the north men would settle in a D, Normandy, Normandy. which is where they, a lot of them
0: settled in, in France. Brilliant never i mean i knew they'd been there but i didn't realize that's where we got normandy (laughs) that's fantastic so then by the time it's interesting isn't it sort of how how these colonies work over over the long term so britain was quite largely invaded and settled by vikings normandy was almost entirely settled and created by vikings so by the time the normans invaded britain they were pretty much just their own cousins several times removed yes <laughs> they used to have a reputation as
1: well for like sacking churches and stuff as well didn't they I mean Lind- mm. Lindisfarne was one of the big ones that they they went for and sort of the, there was this big thing about how they were anti-Christian and how they would you know they, yeah. they were these sort of louts from abroad who would who would come over and had no had no religion of, them, of their own or sort of worshipped mm. trees and stuff mm. The real reason why they raided the monasteries is it's the Willie Sutton theory. I don't know if you know who Willie Sutton was. No. So Willie Sutton was a bank robber in the 1930s in America. And when they said to him, why do you rob banks? He said, that's where the money is.
0: I mean, yeah.
1: (laughs) Same reason. Vikings plundered... Um, monasteries, because that's where all the gold oh, and silver was.
0: Right. So no no particular sort of religious hatred behind it. Absolutely just no. And didn't, didn't, didn't is... care
1: about religion at all.
0: That's that's just a good hoard of let's go there.
1: Yes. Huh. Huh. Although having said that, I mean, a lot of them did convert to Christianity, including one that you know quite well. In fact, one that you probably, whose whose name you say, and we all say quite a lot, and you know who that is.
0: It's King Harold Bluetooth. Oh you went there. Do you know what? <laughs> I was sitting here this is this is one of my favorite all-time facts and I was sitting there thinking, do you think do you think that'll fit in? Do you think that'll be appropriate? I might put it in, I might not. And then boom, you said Bluetooth. <laughs> Go for it, Bruce. Well, well, Bluetooth uh, was a was a Viking king. Viking king. A <laughs> Viking king.
1: <laughs> anyway, so he he was uh, doubtful about Christianity and was was happily going on raids and stuff. And then um, he met a um, he met a priest hmm. called poppo and poppo convinced bluetooth to convert to christianity when bluetooth challenged him and said okay if you're so bloody religious put your hand in this in this iron glove and then put your hand into the fire oh. and poppo the priest said i believe in god he won't he won't let me come to any harm put his hand in the in the iron glove in the fire till it got hot took his hand out his hand was completely unharmed hmm. bluetooth went okay you've got a god there that's a pretty good god hmm. i'll go with that one and
0: so he converted how interesting i I'd, I'd never actually heard that part of bluetooth's story but the bit i know is that um this this king this danish king uh, Harold bluetooth gormson apparently he had a really bad rotten tooth which was slightly blue and the story, okay it? Yeah, it makes sense um he was responsible for bringing together a lot of very disjointed disparate scandinavian nations who were always in fighting and battling and he brought them together under one unified umbrella. And um the people at Samsung and Ericsson and Nokia and, and people like that who were first talking about how do we get all these devices to talk to each other, they re- were reminded of, of Harold Gormson, and so they decided to make that technology named after him, Bluetooth. That makes complete sense now. And the best bit, if you look at the Bluetooth symbol, which I am trying to do with my fingers, but that's useless because it's a podcast, Um, That symbol is made up of two uh, Danish runes for the words blue and tooth. So that symbol, that Bluetooth symbol, literally says Bluetooth. In runic? In runic, yeah. (sighs) The stuff you learn on this show.
1: The most expensive thing that they owned, the most valuable thing that they owned, was their sword. Viking swords were so, so expensive. Really? I mean, it's basically the same price as a house. Can you imagine paying as much as you pay for a house for something that you could lose in battle?
0: Yeah, crikey, that's, um, that's immense, isn't it? Yeah. And, and I, at a time when they weren't government-issued either, you had to pro- provide your own exactly, <laughs> battle equipment. Exactly, uh,
1: exactly. They, they were about 80 centimetres long, mm-hmm. um, initially made of iron, but then when they were raiding places, especially in, in, the, in the Mediterranean, they found these other steels. Like, there were some that came all the way from Sri Lanka. Wow. Um, and they made a thing called crucible steel. Okay. And then from crucible steel, you could make a a, a sword that wouldn't bend in battle. Because the iron sword, you know, you hit someone over the head and it just bends.
0: Oh, I see. Yeah.
1: not It's not a very good thing, but steel yeah. is actually much better. Right. And there was one specific type of sword called an Ulfbert. Right. And an Ulfbert was a the most expensive, amazing sword made out of steel that, that kept an edge, regardless mm. of how many heads you knocked off with it or whatever. <laughs> it was a really special sword. From very early on in British history, mm. we have swords that have an edge, but you only have one edge because it's quite yes. dangerous to have a, sword, have a sword with two edges because a double-edged sword is, as the expression says, you, know, you can hurt yourself yes, with a double-edged sword. But yes. the Viking swords were double-edged
0: Really all As of them were they double, so ahead. they
1: learned to fight with a double edged sword because wow. um it's much more effective, much more efficient to to, to hack off things with because yes. you can go you know back forth right with your right with your wrist in any direction yeah um yeah, so they, so the Viking swords were double edged didn't know that they weighed about um just over a kilo one point two five kilos ish mm, so they weren't that heavy either, yeah, huh. they would decorate the hilts with filigree, gold, and silver. Mm. Um, you know, with, with nice runic patterns on them, they would name the sword with, mm. with whatever. You know, it could be the name of a god or it could be, the you know, some somebody that they know or just their yes. own name.
0: Yes. Being from where they are from, <laughs> in order to go on a raid anywhere, uh, you have to cross quite a lot of water. Um, so they were very, very proficient uh, sailors and shipbuilders. We can all sort of picture a Viking longboat. It's long, it's quite thin. It's usually got a, a beautifully carved dragon's head or snake's head or something on the front. Uh, it's got lots of oarsmen, and it's got a big sail right in the middle. In fact, I'm, I'm picturing a cartoon from Asterix right now. <laughs> it's a square sail as well. Square sail as well, yeah. Um, and so these boats, obviously, that, that's just one type of boat. They had small dinghies. They had big cargo vessels. But the, the, the long boat is, is the thing that we all, all sort of picture. Um, so it had a big, big square sail generally made out of wool um, with leather strapping across it to help it keep its shape when it got wet. Mm-hmm. And you also had um, a load of oarsmen sitting you know, in, in, in nice uniform lines, so you could be going full tilt with the wind behind you and pulling at the oars as well. So they were very quick, very efficient, quite fierce. When you saw a fleet of these things coming at you, you knew you were in, in the trouble. <laughs> they didn't have much of a, a keel which meant that they could, um, they could be used in shallow water. So when, uh, when the Vikings, well, they did it several times, but on one of the occasions, the Vikings decided to have a, have a go at Britain, and specifically London, you had this vast fleet of, of Viking longboats going up the River Thames as far as um, the River Lee, which is directly opposite Greenwich, or, or where the Millennium Dome is now. They got all the way past the River Lee at one point. They tied ropes around the old wooden London Bridge yep. um, and ripped London Bridge apart. London
1: Bridge is falling down. Falling down.
0: <laughs> yes, I think that predates that. Um, so, yeah, these sort of very shallow-bottomed boats, very quick, very efficient, get in, rip stuff to shreds, get out again, and looking very, very beautiful at the same time.
1: Yes, they could carry about sixty people. Yeah, these yeah. boats—they were yeah. just amazing. People that they would then become thralls. 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 Thralls is a Viking word for slave. Is it? Yes. Huh. They were—they were quite prolific uh, slave traders. Right. Although they treated the slaves pretty well, mm-hmm. they would—they nevertheless, you know, you would part of the part of the valuables that you would take when you when you raided somewhere would, were people, and you could trade people when you got back to. Um, Whatever village you came from in Scandinavia, mm. uh, with, with your with your neighbours, and, mm. and make
0: money that way. Thralls. Now, does that? I'm purely speculating here, but it seems reasonable. Is that where we get the word enthralled? Yeah, because you're you're enslaved, you're wrapped, you're captivated it's by another something. one of
1: those Viking words that 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 we sort of
0: pick up. You know, like yeah. things like berserk. Yes. <laughs> So berserk, I think it comes from berserker. And a, a berserker was a particularly rough and ready um, sub-branch of warrior in, yes. in the Viking community. Yes. It,
1: with, a bit, with a bit of sort of anger, anger management attitude. Oh, uh, definitely. Problems. Absolutely. So, so the berserkers came in, they went berserk. They and, did. And that's that. They did. And, and obviously they had names for places like, you know, a Thorpe was a settlement. You know, yeah. So, so all the all the places called Thorpe and Wick, yes. we've said, and By being a village. Yes. But there is one thing that is Viking that I know you, Simon, will love. Okay. They used to carry their swords in like a shoulder strap. Yes. And then there was like a scabbard at the bottom. Yeah. And the shoulder strap that you carry your sword in. Yeah. Is called a baldric.
0: Hey. <laughs> is that right? Is that what yeah. a baldric is? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> I never knew that <laughs> So without the Vikings Blackadder would not have had a Baldric. Exactly He'd have had a Steve or something <laughs> Not nearly as funny No
1: <laughs> well, we talked about long ships that weren't the only things that were long A Viking longhouse was where everybody lived Including all the animals generally Right, so, okay so, so there'd be enough space for you, your family Your cows, your sheep, yeah. your goats and they, they were actually quite green. They, they, they had um, uh, turf, often a turf roof. Oh. Um, so it's like, because, you know, you get all these modern office blocks that have, like, green roofs. Well, the Vikings yeah. were into green roofs long before that. Wow. And they kept, kept it warmer as well, obviously. Yes, good insulation. Very good insulation. There would be, like, town halls. One of the long houses would be, like, the meeting place. Yes. Uh, where you would go for a thing. You know, you'd, you, there would be a thing happening there or whatever.
0: We're so in tune. I knew you, knew you were going to talk about things. <laughs> <laughs> Why was I going to talk about things, Simon? Uh, because "thing" is an old Viking word that actually used to mean something quite important. Now it's just a, a knickknack, but a thing used to be quite a thing, didn't it? It, it was you, you gathered together for a meeting. A it's like a parliament based... almost. Yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah, very much like a like parliament where
1: things were decided. You know, you, you went to the thing to
0: decide stuff. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, and now it just means. I'm I'm looking around my, my sound booth and there are a hundred little things. things. Or yeah. you go, or you're going
1: to an event and you go, oh, what, what was thing. it? Going to a thing, yeah. Yeah,
0: that's now become a thing. Yeah, yeah. but thing used to be <laughs> an important really a thing. thing.
1: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from um, raiding and farming um, and and making clothes and sales, they they, they like their bit of fun. Did, did vikings oh i bet um they used to play all sorts of games and uh, one of the games they played was piggy in the middle they they they, they sort of invented piggy in the middle really <laughs> uh, they used to use bearskins wrapped up in a ball and, and okay like sort of try and and two teams and try and try and sort of like keep keep the ball huh. keep throwing the bearskin between the between people as a the thing right. uh, they also liked skiing <laughs> Did they? They they invented they invented sort of rudimentary skiing, uh, sort of langlauf, uh, cross country skiing, not not oh, downhill,
0: not downhill, sure.
1: But um, yeah, they they were they were big into skiing what? games. They played all you know because if you think about it, if you live somewhere that's that where the nights are very uh, long in the winter. Yes, and it's very cold outside. You spend a lot of time indoors, yes. and if you don't want to get into massive fights with your family and the sheep and the goats that are in there with you <laughs> as well, you need to play games. So they they invented board games. They had some fantastic runic board games with beautifully carved uh, pieces. Hmm. Um, they played uh, sort of hide and seek. They they would play all sorts of things just to amuse themselves in the in the winter hmm. before. Going off and um, seeing what they. going shopping, so to speak. (laughs) (laughs) Going shopping. (laughs) Well, that's all I've got on Vikings. How about you?
0: I think that's all I've got on Vikings as well. I think we have plundered and pillaged the subject sufficiently. Uh, We've made ourselves berserk. So. So there we go. That is uh, another episode of Factorally. Please like us, subscribe to us, comment on us, go and have a look at the show notes on our website. And tell your friends. Thank you ever so much for listening. We've thoroughly enjoyed this one. And we hope you have too. If you have, please come again. If you haven't, please come again. It might be better next week. Exactly.
1: <laughs> Until then, cheerio. Goodbye.